Welcome. Bonjour. Vous écoutez le podcast Dirty Feet sur les ondes de No More Radio. You're listening to the Dirty Feet podcast on the No More Radio Network. Nous sommes vos animateurs et animatrices. We are your hosts, Alison Burns, J.D. Papillon et Stéphanie Morin-Robert. Listen in. Écoutez. We're going to move you. Bear with me for this episode. Our recording equipment is currently in Edmonton, Alberta with Stephanie as she continues her coverage of fringe festivals for the 2015 summer. Uh, I am currently in Montreal uh, with some makeshift equipment uh, and I'm actually recording an interview today with uh, an Edmonton artist. So as you're in our city, our equipment's in your city and we'll just have to make do. Hello Ainsley. Hello. Thank you for being here. I'm going to be speaking with Ainsley Hilliard, who is uh, one of the good women from the Good Women Dance Collective, who who are based in, uh, in Edmonton, Alberta. And uh, you were one of the five founding members of this organization when you put it together in 2009, correct? That's correct, yes. Can you tell me what initiated the formation of this group? Yeah, well, um, the five women that um, started Good Women... Uh, we all went to post-secondary education school to schooling together at Grant McEwen University. Um, well, now it's a university. Back then it was just a college. Um, so we, um, you know, somewhat naively were saying, when we graduate, we'll make a dance company and it'll be amazing. And um, Grant McEwen was just a two-year uh, diploma program. So we Um, all went our separate ways to finish our degrees. Um, some of us went to Calgary, some of us went to Vancouver. Myself, I went to Winnipeg. Um, and then upon returning back from our uh, degree completion, um, all came back to Edmonton and realized that the dream was still uh, alive and well in us. Um, so we started thinking uh, logistically about how we could make that happen. Excellent. And so what are the, other than the, the five of you being encouraged to create work and, and work together, um, what makes good women dance, good women dance? Well, I think it's, I think it's shifted a lot over the years. Um, uh, I think at this point now, um, good women, uh, we, we, we want to be creation based. So a lot of the time, um, the company is setting work on the company. Um, it's collective based. So we, um, Even if we have an artistic leader um, on something, it's always collaborative with the other members. Um, but now we're kind of uh, branching out more into um, commissions and uh, trying to travel a bit more with our work. Um, but Good Women really, um, at the foundation, just wants to maintain um, a really high standard of professionalism and, um, and you know, great art making in Edmonton, um, where the community is a bit smaller and, uh, yeah, providing opportunities for Edmonton artists that are emerging. Um, I think that's like the core of good women is supporting the artistic community as a whole. We did have the pleasure of, of visiting Edmonton last summer and kind of getting the lay of the land with, uh, with a few of the companies there and speaking with, uh, with the crew behind the, I don't get a podcast as well. Yeah. Um, can you give us your perspective on, on kind of the Edmonton dance scene? Yeah, I think um, 
I think it uh, is is on the cusp of of reinvent not reinventing itself, but kind of expanding and growing. Um, uh, after Grant McEwen shut down um, in 2004, uh, I think the city kind of took a hit, um, and uh, there because there wasn't a place for young artists to train, so a lot of people left Edmonton, and not a lot of people came back. Um, but at this point in the last couple of years, I think uh, more young people are coming back to the city. They see that there is potential to um, make a life for yourself in Edmonton. Um, and the great thing about Edmonton and the Edmonton dance scene is that uh, there is a lot of space um, to grow your work and to grow yourself as an artist. But it's very uh, entrepreneurial. Like, you have to make your own company. You have to make your own work. You have to... Um, really take that initiative and be a business person and a, and a marketing person as well as an artist and a dancer. Um, there's not a huge amount of opportunity to just be hired as a dancer for projects. Um, it really is about um, making your own work, making work for yourself. At the same time, you were mentioning that there is support from the city. There is funding available for artists in Edmonton, yeah? Yeah, I think um, comparatively to Calgary, which um, at this point, as far as I know, doesn't have um, municipal funding. Uh, Edmonton, there's a few different um, funding structures um, at a civil level that you can uh, apply to as an individual artist, as well as um, a company or a collective or an organization. Um, and I think that's really helpful, especially for smaller, more independent artists that um, don't necessarily have... Uh, the backing of an institution um, to be able to apply for those um, individual project grants or smaller kind of one-off uh, situations. And then you mentioned Good Women also having a role in supporting emerging dance in Edmonton. And in what way are you supporting artists that aren't necessarily a member of the company? Yeah, well, um, we do a few things. Um, we have uh, an annual um, work in process showing called What's Cooking? And uh, we, um, it's very casual. Um, we always have it catered by some restaurant in Edmonton. Um, so there's food and people um, will show their works in process. And then after each piece, there's a dialogue between the audience and the artist. So they can both ask each other questions and talk about what they saw. We also um, we do a lot of mentorship at um, Victoria School for the Arts, which is a big art school in um, Edmonton for their choreographic showcase Leaps and Bounds each year. We're also um, curating the dance portion of NextFest, um, and uh, NextFest is an interdisciplinary arts festival for artists under 30. Um, so in curating that, um, uh, everyone that we bring on board um, from inside of Edmonton and outside of Edmonton, we offer uh, mentorship or outside eye um, and any support that we can um, as along with the performance opportunity. Um, which is pretty awesome because it's a 10-day festival and a lot of dance shows only get one or two performances where we can give them three or four at least. So, um, yeah, So and then we also um, present uh, someone alongside of us at our main stage show, Convergence, every year. Um, so those are kind of the three main um, performance opportunities that we have for uh, artists, um, emerging artists living and working in the zone, <laughs> um, and as well as our uh, our classes and our um, our workshop series, which we uh, we partner with Brian Webb. Um, everyone that he brings into Edmonton, we uh, have master classes with. Or um, if people are traveling through Edmonton on their way to uh, a gig in Vancouver or Montreal, the other way, um, 
uh, they can always stop in and uh, we're happy to put them up for um, a workshop or masterclass series, uh, which is another great opportunity for us to just uh, not be so isolated and mm-hmm. um, keep our ear to the ground and, and be getting new information from new new artists that aren't just us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that along with the, the fact that you've been doing more traveling lately and and which is actually the reason that you're you're here in Montreal now, mm-hmm. which is an exciting project that I would love to talk about if if we may. Yeah. The the fact that you've commissioned uh, Melanie Demers to to choreograph on the troupe. Yeah. So we um, there's a group in Calgary called the um, Calgary Contemporary Dance Collective, I believe, and they um, their primary mission is to um, host workshops. Uh, so like we we do as people are passing through. So Helen Husak was our big uh, contact for that. Um, and we had talked about how um, we could maybe actually bring someone in um, from Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, somewhere uh, a bit more expensive if we partnered and shared all of the costs because Edmonton and Calgary aren't that far away from each other. Um, so we decided on Melanie um, almost immediately. And she came in January 2013, I believe. And uh, did a three-day workshop, and then Good Women also asked her to do like a mini, just kind of uh, flirtatious creative process, like only four days long, just to see how things went and if she liked us and if we liked her, and um, and it went really well. So then from there we started talking about uh, doing a commission and um, you know applying for funding and logistics and everything. It a year and a half later is coming to fruition. So yeah. So Melanie works with a lot of a lot of prop play and a lot of theatrical uh, elements, and um, seemingly disconnected scenarios that tend to actually have a really strong through line when you when you put your mind to it. Um, how how close is this to the general aesthetic of Good Women Dance? Is this um, a far cry from what you usually do? Or is this something within your wheelhouse? Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's both. Uh, I think one of my favorite things about Good Women is because it is a collective. It um, there are four of us that are artists. So um, the four of us, uh, although a collective, do have different uh, aesthetics when we're working uh, choreographically. So for me um, personally, uh, what Melanie does is. Um, is very very close to what I would like to be doing um, and uh, what I am trying to kind of um, get at in my own work um, I've in the past couple of years um, started working in theater more so having theatrical elements um, including props um, more dramatic kind of scenarios and playing with text uh, is something that I'm working with a lot um, so for me this uh, process is um is really exciting and and feels very comfortable um whereas some of the other good women uh don't really work with text or have more of a a different aesthetic to their movement that isn't as wild um so it's a nice opportunity for them uh to push themselves as well um uh, to be in that process so so yeah it isn't it isn't for us um but it's it's nice to be able to have you know three or four different aesthetics in a group because you're never really bored with working for good women. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Having had uh, requested other commissions on the group before, 
how does entering another artist's choreographic process change how you choreograph yourself? That's a really good question. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, obviously just like the most obvious is, is that you learn new tricks and you learn new techniques. Um, and I think you're able to, in your, in your own work, take back from it and see it through uh, the choreographer's eyes. Like um, now in the future when I'm working, I can kind of put on Melanie's lens and, and view it how she might be viewing it um, as, as we're working, um, just from seeing how she puts her lens on and views the work when we're creating it right now. Um, so I think it definitely influences things. Uh, and uh, you learn a lot more about what you actually want to be doing in your own work. Um, just seeing how somebody else works and how they manipulate uh, choreography or, or tasks. Um, it really speaks to like, uh, I w that's what I want to do or like, that's not what I want to do at all. Like I think it becomes really clear um, having someone external come in and, and work with the group. Yeah, if that makes any sense. When you feel like there's something successful or unsuccessful happening and then and then deciding if you want to take that approach yourself. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, having having someone from the outside and then and then you thinking about that uh, scenario like, oh, I would never do that or like I'm going to do that all the time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just learning from example, basically. Yeah. A lot in, in contemporary creation, there is a lot of input requested and, and you know appreciated by the choreographer from the dancers, uh, a lot of collaboration often, um, which sometimes may develop a conflict if the dancers you're using are also choreographers and that it ends up being a lot of strong personalities in the room. Is this something you've encountered? It's something that we, it's something that Good Women has talked about um, because, because we do work collectively. Um, so uh, that's like our usual, our usual jam is, is we're sourcing off of each other and um, whoever is kind of taking the lead as the choreographer is using um, material and um, content that is generated by the dancers. So um, it is always, a, it's always a fine line. Um, but for us, uh, at least as the collective, um, we always just um, make sure that we're accrediting that uh, in our programs and in our work when we talk about it. Like um, the last piece that we choreographed, Caveat, um, I was the lead choreographer, but, um, but I, I didn't do any of the dancing. Like they did all of the dancing and I just structured it and they um, imagined and created um, all of the text and um, so really I was just a manipulator I wasn't a choreographer or I was a, a, a shell shifter you know those shell games where you just kind of place things around um, but yeah I can see how that uh, would definitely be worrisome for, um, for some people I think there's a lot of trust in that relationship between choreographer and interpreter especially when the interpreter is a choreographer themselves um, and, and I mean, you yourself as an artist can always make that choice. Like, do I, do I give this or do I save it for myself? Um, yeah, which is an interesting question to ask yourself in any process. I think it has a lot to do with the content um, and the person that you're working for and with. Yeah. <laughs> 
how far you go. <laughs> the fact that the, the four current members of Good Women Dance do have different aesthetics, as you've expressed, and also have studied at a very variety of places. Um, is there an overall signature that you would be able to identify for the company? De- yeah, definitely. I... Um, I'm not sure that I can describe what it is or even put my finger on it, but um, within the Edmonton dance community, um, people say it's very apparent. Like, they will comment on um, a piece that I've made and a piece that Alita has made and um, say how distinctly both of those are such good women pieces. Um, I I think it's a matter that we, because we train together three times a week, like we have our company classes, and so we're dancing together all the time so even if we have different aesthetics conceptually or different approaches to process um i think physically um we really do have uh, a similar qualitative personality uh is the best way to say it um but because the four of us are so in it all the time we think that we're completely different from one another like we move differently we have completely different bodies we have completely different aesthetics or interests artistically um but that's just because we're there we're together all the time so from an outside perspective um we do hear a lot that we that we seem very unified as a group and when we travel places like uh montreal or you know toronto and uh, we take a class. People, the teachers will sometimes comment how it looks like we are a company when we dance together in class, even, um, which is great. It's awesome and, and surprising. Like for me on the inside, being like, "Oh, well, I, I dance so different than Allison does," but, uh, but in the grand scape of things, I think we do have a really strong identity because it's been you know six years of us being a group, and that's a long time to to dance with other people without kind of nebulousing together in a good way yeah <laughs> can you just give us the names of the other members of the group yes yeah, so there's um allison cause uh, alita nyquist schultz and kate stashko great and you have a, a guest who's joining you for this project here in montreal as well yeah um richard lee uh is an amazing um performer from edmonton who uh good women has worked with um i think three or four times in the past uh so um He's along for the ride as well. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> great. And then, um, unfortunately, we're not going to see this in Montreal right away, but you do have some some performances coming up. Do you want to just let us know about the, the near future? Yes, definitely. So we'll be um, premiering this work at Convergence, which is um, our big annual showcase, uh, November 26th to 28th um, in Edmonton. And uh, we definitely... Would love for this piece to have a longer life than that. So, um, yeah, keep po- keeps posted to our website, and hopefully we'll be touring it somewhere, somehow. <laughs> and is that simply goodwomen.com? Goodwomen.ca, yeah. Great. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> The Dirty Feet Podcast is produced and hosted by Produit et animé par Alison Burns J.D. Papillon et Stéphanie Morin-Robert We have Mainline Theatre, Montreal Improv Theatre and Paula Flalo to thank. Merci pour le soutien. 
Vous pouvez visiter notre site web, écouter les derniers épisodes, lire notre blog, nous aimer sur Facebook et nous suivre sur Twitter. You can visit our website, listen to past episodes, read our blog, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Show us some love and help us spread the word. Montrez-nous un peu d'amour et aidez-nous à passer le mot.